This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money and way less time by doing the exact opposite. And of course, I'm joined, I should say, not joned, I'm joined by my trusty sidekick, Ramon. How are you, Ramon? I am joning. Yeah, he's jonesing. Now, uh, we have not been together for a while. A we lot have, has yeah. happened since I saw you. Yes, indeed. Would you yeah. like to hear some stories? Oh, I would. Let me. I really uh, do. Have me, some. Uh, now, first, we got to do the headlines of the day. Am I right? We should. All I right, mean, people demand it. They do demand it, don't they? <laughs> or they tune out. I demand it. Okay. Now, turns out I'm, I've been reading the headlines. Turns out that I think. You and I need to pay closer attention to the news. Evidently, all this time, you and I, Ramon, were mm-hmm. supposed to be in charge of Britney Spears. Who, <laughs> who knew? Who is it? Who knew? <laughs> Poor girl. Oh, my gosh. It's so sad. So sad to be a googillionaire and not get to touch any of your money. It doesn't make sense. Uh, I did see her touch some other things. Well, you know. This is like a family Madonna. podcast, yeah. Kind of like Madonna. Or... Uh, Michael Jackson, we can famous for touching. Nope. Oh, stop hey, well, we it! Stop it! We'll have Don't to cut, do all, that cut all of this out. Okay, so now I drove my car. This is the story. I drove my car to Rapid City, South Dakota. Went to Mount Rushmore. Have you been to the Mount Rushmore? I have not, but I've heard it's a lot smaller than you think. No, it was big. What? No, that, that's not true. Or maybe it's not – you can't get it as close. It wasn't Mount Rushmore people were talking about when they said it's smaller than we thought. All right. This, is, this whole podcast is going <laughs> – It's got to go. It's so, going a different route. So, the, uh, so it was breathtaking. Uh, the two Republicans are on the right. The two Democrats are on the left. Coincidence? Mm. I think not. Not at all. Anyway. Beautiful, beautiful. Saw, saw probably 500 uh, – Antelope. I mean, just amazing, amazing trip. So the co- the topic for today, one topic, is going to be be prepared. So this story is going to illustrate that topic. So uh, what I'm there for is Freedom Fest. Have you ever heard of that? I have indeed, yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been? No, but I've seen some videos. Um, and some that, for that reason, you'll never go. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So Freedom Fest, for those of you tuning in, is a libertarian political thing and I am I a libertarian? No. No, I'm not. But I was my wife is working from home, so I'm willing to drive to North Dakota, South Dakota, Dakota Fanning's house. Wouldn't matter. I gotta get I gotta get out, right? So um I go there and uh they have a film fest or I guess uh yeah film fest. Film festival, that's what I was gonna say. The so they, Freedom Fest Film Festival? Exactly. It's called Anthem, which oh, is like named that. after Anthem and Ryan's novel, in case you've read that. Have you read that? Does it have pop-ups? It does not. Forget it. Not like my worst-selling children's book, the pop-up book of human anatomy, you know. So, Or my other one that didn't sell, which is Daddy Drinks Because You Cry. 
These are the children's book I wrote that don't sell. They this don't podcast sell. is going to get a little E it's on a, the it, end of it. You. The people are going to say you. Okay. So um, so in the Freedom Fest, they're, talk, they're trying to get us to go see these movies. So I'm going to plug one of them. We're going to do a movie review, which I never do. Right? I'm, what am I, Michael Medved all of a sudden? I'm going to do a movie review here. Go Gene Shallot. Go Gene old school. Gene Shallot, named after the famous Onion. So uh, Skid Row Marathon, I highly recommend that movie to you and to our listeners. Great story of kind of redemption and changing your life. Realtors need this story. I mean, really. So uh, great, great movie. But I wasn't going to go. So it's downtown. They're showing it in downtown at the Elks Theater, which is the oldest continuously running movie theater in America. 1911 was when it was built. So wow. it's been, you know, 100 years. Yeah. And uh, kind of ornate and cool and... Super old for America, 100-year-old building. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. With moving parts that still work, like ours don't. So the... Um, so I'm... Joanne Skousen is kind of the head of this whole thing and her husband, so they're running the whole thing. So she gets up and gives a pitch to go to this thing. I go, oh... Yeah, that's, I see her in the hall. I go, you know what? You gave a pretty good pitch. I, I think I wasn't going to go see the movie. I think I'm going to go see the movie. She goes, oh, you got to see it. Got to see it. You know? I said, well, how do, you, how do you get down there? She goes, actually, I just walked down to the theater. It's not that far. Uh, but I'm taking a car today because I got to take a bunch of people in my car. I go, oh, okay. I said, what time is it? So she tells me, fine. So then during the day, I'm going to these little get-togethers and the little speeches people are giving. So one of them is given by... Uh, John Fund. Do you know who he is? No. He's the co-author of Rush Limbaugh's book, The Way Things Ought to Be. I think he edited that book. And he's this foremost uh, expert on elections and voting and all this stuff. So they got, so I'm a fanboy. I love this guy, right? So, um, so I'm a fanboy. So then he get, does his little signing in the trade show area. And then I go out there and uh, – the line of people has died down, and I walked up to him and I said, "Hey, John, I said I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm Bob from Scottsdale, Arizona." And he goes, "Scottsdale, Arizona." I go, "Yeah, that's right, Scottsdale, Arizona." He goes, "You know, guess where I was born, Bob?" And I said, "Well, I w- uh, maybe Arizona." He goes, "I was born in Tucson, Arizona." I go, "Really?" So uh, he says, "Yeah, he's from a town called Fry, Arizona. Have you ever heard of that?" No, I have not. So now it's called Sierra Vista. But okay. When he was a little kid. It was called Fry, and they didn't have a hospital. So his dad was in the Air Force, and he's stationed there. So we're doing that. We're blah blah blah. So then, uh, then it's time later in the day to go to this film festival. So I'm walking out when Joanne's walking out, you know, to get in her car. She's got this group of people with her. John is one of the people, and then he's going downtown across from the theater to do a book signing. Uh, where people have to pay to hang out with the celebrity, one of these deals, right? Like people never pay to hang out with us. Have you noticed how that never happens? Oh, I would pay to hang out with you. Really? I would. Okay. Well, he's, he's got low standards. I like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, then I'm walking out, and it looks like there's too many people to get in their car, so I yell over just to be helpful. I said, hey, if you don't have room in your car, I have room. I'm going down there, and the lady goes, oh, no, we're fine. I go, okay, fine. So then John looks over. He goes, oh, I'm going with Bob. <laughs> so then I got John Fun, Mr. Celebrity, in my car. We're driving around Rapid City. Just the two of you? Now I'm thinking, now I've driven this car. No, he brought a uh, lady friend with him, um, one of the other ladies from the car. And then uh, 
I'm thinking uh, I should have cleaned my car, you know, because I've got a fair number of hat, you know, empty styrofoam coffee cups from a 2,000 mile car trip, you know. So, uh, how about that? Celebrity in my car. You didn't even bother to throw the cups away? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. To prove we're not celebrities, we have to subpoena people to be on this podcast. Have you noticed that? They have to trip in somehow. We trick them into it. Accidentally appear. And and I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna call one of them out. There's this girl I know, lady I know, Jen. Been trying to get her on the show. Mm-hmm. She actually said, "Yeah, I'd be eager to do it." I thought, okay. She stood me up five times. Not that I'm bitter. Five times. Wow. So now she'll hear this maybe, and then be motivated. Now that we're guilt, the whipsaws of guilt is what we're doing here. That's very good. Maybe uh, <laughs> uh, come on down. Come on down. We're inviting her. Like personally. a game show host. Come yeah, on down. It's not that bad. Uh, I mean, you're you're fairly decent with no, people. We're not, we're, nobody's ever been harmed, really. Not, not physically, no. No, not physically harmed. Of course not. No. Okay. So what are we, we're supposed to talk about real estate. Do you remember Might as that? well. We're here. Marcus Welby. So uh, today I was going to talk a little bit about what to do with all the money you make as a fearless agent. So one of the things that uh, – happened to me when I was new in real estate or newer in real estate. I had problems with the IRS and uh, my my broker came to me one day and he said, hey, Bob, are you having problems with the IRS? And I said, uh, what makes you say that? He goes, well, they sent me a letter about you. I go, really? He goes, they want me to withhold a percentage of your commissions uh, and send them directly to them. I said, oh, really? I said, what's the percentage? He said, 100. I go, oh, my gosh, I think I better call them, right? And I did, and they were very nice, and we worked out a little arrangement, you know, a little, little payment plan. But what had happened was I wasn't making enough money in real estate to not only pay the taxes but pay for the business expenses, my personal expenses, you know, any marketing that I would do and – and certainly I wasn't saving for the future. So uh, I just want to talk a little bit about that. So so one of the, uh, I guess, a breakthrough in my – by the way, we do VIP days. There are people who uh, come out, spend a day uh, you know, to invest in themselves. We spend a day and we go through um, – the, the goal of the VIP day is to have a breakthrough. So we spend a whole day together working on what their unique issues are to them. And uh, every once in a while, something like this is one of them. So I would like to go on one of those Would you like events. to go on a VIP you could, day? You could point out the unique uh, things about me. Well, we'd eat breakfast at Randy's. Nice. And then uh, we'd... Uh, Wait, would you pay for it as well? Well, here's the thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> These people do pay for this. <laughs> but but uh, you'd get a discount because you're the sidekick. Gotcha. You get the sidekick discount. Very good. Or the psychic I'll just go sidekick. Sidekick this, yeah. Okay. So, um, but anyway, we, you know, try to have a breakthrough. But this is what was a breakthrough for me. So Floyd Wickman's son, Gino, I always talk about Floyd, my mentor. But, um, you know, he teaches me a lot of stuff. And then I'm making a lot of money. And then uh, Gino, his son, who who wrote a book, and I can't remember the name of the book. I should plug that. But, um he coaches CEOs of companies and stuff like that. So, so he says to me, he goes, here's what you do. 
get get five accounts. So for those of you taking notes at home, in the off chance you would hear us say something smart, maybe you're ready to take notes. Um, business checking account. So if you are your real estate business is a business, so you'd need to have a business checking account. And under no circumstances would you ever buy anything at a grocery store out of that business account. Uh, you're going to separate business and personal. Then you'd have a personal checking account. So business checking, personal checking, uh, out of personal would come your, you know, your life insurance. Your uh, business checking would be your car insurance because that's a write-off. Personal checking would be your life insurance, your food, your rent, all that stuff. Marketing checking, that would be uh, you're buying, let's say, office supply or not office supplies, but advertising. If you're going to do actual marketing, like let's say you do website, postcards, that kind of stuff, then uh, tax savings account and then an investment savings account. So um, what this did for me. And I have talked about this before on the podcast, but it's uh, so important it bears repeating. The 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 reality is you don't want the IRS coming. They have guns. They will get their money. There is no way out of it. So the very first people you pay has got to be the IRS. So that is twenty percent. I would is what I would recommend to put in your. Now you may pay quarterly. Um, pay your taxes quarterly, but uh, or you could do it annually. That's actually what I do. So you keep socking away twenty percent of the paycheck you get. So that's not twenty percent of the gross closed commissions, but twenty percent of the check that you actually get from your company after they've taken out their split. Then uh, they always say, "Pay yourself first. Ten percent you would." Uh, deposit into the investment savings account, then you would uh, deposit 25 percent into the business checking account, 25 percent into the personal checking account, and then 20 percent into the marketing checking account. Now, hopefully that adds up to 100. Are you good at math, uh, Ramon? No, I'm in radio, <laughs> so right. no. There's a reason you're in mm-hmm. radio. So I believe it's 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Yep, it adds up to 100. I knew so, it. So what would happen is I would get a paycheck and I would you know, put it, put it into these different accounts and then those numbers are small. And if I only had one paycheck for the month, I wouldn't be able to pay you know, the rent or whatever the personal items are. And then I would have to steal money from one of the other accounts. So, of course, I would go – I can't go to the tax account. So I would steal from my future first. So I'd go to the investment savings account and then there's still not enough to make – you know, pay for my business and personal expenses. So then I'd go to the marketing checking account and steal from that. And what it did for me is it made me realize, hey, I am lazy. I'm not making enough money. So I need to b- spend more time on the telephone drumming up business so I have an income generating problem, not a squirreling away money in the right accounts problem. So it kind of changed the way I thought. So I had to have a little talk with myself and uh, do a better job of both time management and uh, 
and doing that kind of stuff. So if you're going to reach your goals in in our business, by the way, I need to have a little coffee. Do we have a coffee? Uh, what, what do we call them? Let me go ahead and dust that off. Dust it's our off. sounder. The best And they're still not a sponsor. How is that? That's an oversight. We need to get on that. You need to talk to them. So I, I, you know, everybody sets goals. You know, the goal setting is a, you know, there's an old saying that everybody sets goals, successful people and unsuccessful people. They both set goals. And the difference is the successful people are willing to change their activities to meet the goal that they've set. Unsuccessful people are willing to change the uh, goal to meet the activities that they were not willing to change. So I was the first. I said, I'm going to do things differently. So, you know, I would, um, you know, decide, I, you know, I went through goal setting things and they'd say have a little vision board and all that stuff. And I fell for that, put my little pictures of all my little things that I wanted and uh, – so I'd, I'd be thinking about it. You know, I'd have it up in front of me and I'd be thinking about it. So I hit all those goals. Uh, not all of them were great. One of them was I wanted to take guitar lessons. That was a complete disaster. I don't recommend that for people like me. I think that's a thing you have to be good at math to do. Do you play the guitar? I tried as a child. It's kind of a math thing. It is, it? It is a bit, yes. Yeah. Uh, so and I hate fractions, so that's out, right? I played the piano, you know, it's horrible, and the marching band, horrible. But um, so I, I made my goal poster and I'm doing all that. So then I realize I'm going to have to fix the way I manage my time or I'm not going to hit my goal. So the fearless agent program for time management. So let's say that you were pretend – probably this would be a good exercise. Pretend you're going to book a VIP day, a fearless agent VIP day. What I would have you do is get a stack of three-by-five cards and write down all the things that you want to get great at next. So, you know, it could be prospecting. It could be presenting. Guitar lessons. (laughs) could be guitar lessons. We'd spend almost no time on that. Um, But it's, uh, you know, all the things that if – if you were great at it, you would have a breakthrough. You'd make way more money or you're making plenty of money already. Some people would go to the VIP day. They're already making plenty of money. They just don't know how to have a life at the same time. So the time management is about really two things. It's uh, a scheduling process and it's a color coding system. So you know now these days that we're all computerized and stuff, when I – started in real estate, I had a day timer and I would use highlighter pens to color code it. But green means I'm earning money. So on my iCal and my iPhone, because I'm a Mac guy, uh, I use that for my calendar. So anything that's red would be danger. I'm not making money. Anything that's green is at least the possibility of making money. So prospecting time, that would be green. Um, an appointment, like a listing appointment, that would be green. Um, maybe an open house would be green. Uh, certainly, um, you know, going to the dentist or, or anything like that would be red. So I try to make sure the red things are not existing in the work day except for lunch and dinner. Um, 
So dinner, so lunch is at noon, and dinner is at five. So if you're a fearless agent, or you'd like to be, and you can eat dinner at five, and you can eat lunch at noon, I recommend that. So noon lunch is the thing that the whole rest of the day has to wrap around. The other times are nine. So all the times are just write this down if you can. Nine, noon, two thirty, five, and seven. So those are the fearless agent times of the day that matter. Now, if you have special things in your life, like uh, ailing parents, special need kids, kids of any kind, really, uh, and you can't do this, do a version of it, or you can call me and I'll I'll uh, work with you on it. By the way, you can always call me if any of the stuff we talk about ever makes any sense here. You can always, uh, if you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you would be open to the idea of having some help with that, you can always call me anytime. I want you to feel free to do that. So my phone number is 480-385-8810. That's toll-free day or night. That is my cell phone. And, uh, you know, one of the things we can do is just see if what you are trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll admit that to each other, and I'm still happy to help you in any other way. Uh, you know, I had one of my coaching students call me yesterday, and he goes, hey, the coaching is working so great that not only did I just buy a new house to live in, uh, and he had never owned a home before, but he is ready to buy a rental. So... Um, and it all started with him with uh, a conversation like that. So uh, so I love talking to realtors, so I don't want you to ever think you're bothering me. Uh, don't email me. Don't text me because uh, I might not see that because I have people for that. But always call me at 480-385-8810. Very good chance I will answer. If you uh, can't afford coaching but you wish you could, I want you to go to fearlessagent.com. Uh, We have a webinar you can watch. It's about 45 minutes long. Take a lot of notes. Go to the video training page. Watch all those videos. And my guarantee to you is the free videos on our website would be way, way better coaching than you would pay any amount of money to any other coach in America. That's a guarantee. And if you ever have a question, you can still always call me. So uh, the other thing is if you're a real estate company owner, uh, I was just in um, outside of Pittsburgh meeting with a wonderful, wonderful Remax owner, and we had a great time. But we were, I was coaching in on how to recruit producing agents, so we also do that. Uh, if you are an agent and you thought about starting your own company and having agents, you know we could we could talk about that. So just pick up the phone four eight zero three eight five eight eight one zero. Call me anytime, and go to fearlessagent.com for all the other information. So um, so the times of the day, 9, noon, 2.35, and 7, is the secret to success. So the reason why is um, if you're prospecting at 9 a.m. until noon, then you're going to be hungry, then you're going to eat, then you won't be hungry and cranky. Let's say you had a 2.30 listing appointment. Uh, you'd have time to drive there. You wouldn't be hungry and cranky. You'd be done by 5, which is when you'll eat. 
so you're not going to be hungry and cranky. Then you'd have time to drive to another listing appointment at 7 p.m., and you can actually do two listings in one day, and uh, there is no other way to do that. So if I do a 4 p.m. listing appointment, uh, there's no way I can do a 2.30. I can't do a 7, and I can't do it in the morning because I have to prospect. So it cuts your income in half when you're not good at this. So, um, And I'm not really sure how I figured that out, but it it it's figured out. The um, more religious you are about your day, uh, the more the same every day is. Now, when every day is the same, it's very comforting. You know, like I used to work at a restaurant. I managed a restaurant. I had a bunch of series of dead-end jobs, but I worked at a camera store. You know, I fancied myself a photographer. And, um, you know, it was the same every day. We would go in at the same time. Lunch was at the same time. Everything, everything just happened at the same time. And that's comforting. Then you get you become an entrepreneur, as they say, using big French words there, Ramon. Did you hear that? I liked it. I'm yeah. impressed. And um, how about this one, croissant? That's uh, also a fancy you know, French you one. look like you've been, you've had a croissant. Yeah, I've had a croissant or two. Or two yeah. a, little, <laughs> a little bit of an expert in the croissant French area. Uh, what was the What was the other French thing? I just learned something. From, oh, I know how to speak French. Did I tell you this? Hit me. Je ne parle pas français. You know that, what that means? No. I do not speak French. That's awesome. I, w- I want to learn how so to say I do not speak. so beautiful at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. That's right. So if I could learn how to say I do not speak this language in every language, that would come in handy probably. Or not. Or it's not. Just, it's just know. a thought. I don't mm. know. So uh, from there we'll build. You know, if I got the French one down. But the uh, – so the scheduling process, if every day looks the same, it's comforting. You don't have to wonder. So now – in in uh, in your business, you'd say, okay, if I have a listing appointment today, you know it's either at 2.30 or it's at 7 p.m. So maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you don't have to be constantly looking at your phone for your calendar to say, do I have one in a half an hour? No. If it's, if it's coming up on – if you're at lunch – and you can't remember if you had a listing appointment or not, you know it's either at 2.30 or at 7 or you don't have one. So that is comforting. So you will make a lot more money by doing that and then just make sure you're color-coded the right way. It also makes the appointment scheduling easier because when you're when – you're, um, the, the dreaded words when we're booking an appointment are – uh, you know, Bob, I, I think we just want to wait a couple of months. You know, that's what they say. So it keeps that from happening. So if you can meet with anybody any time of the day and then they say, yes, I am thinking about selling my house. And and you say, where are you moving to? You know, are you going to rent? Are you Are going to buy? Is it going to be a condo or a, ha- or a house? Is it going to be bigger? Is it going to be smaller? Is it going to be more expensive, less expensive? You find the money problem. You sell them on the product. You know, the, the, you find out they're not allergic to money. And then, then it's about, you know, when is the soonest I could plunk the tens of thousands of extra dollars you would get from me that you could never get from any other agent in your hand. And they say, oh, the, the soonest moving day would ever be is X, and that's short enough time that you should meet with them now. 
Now's the moment of truth. You say, so can I explain step-by-step exactly how I get you the tens of thousands of extra dollars? They will always say yes. And you say, well, um, I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you guys have nine-to-five jobs? They say, yes, we do. You say, okay, so now I know that we're going to book a 7 o'clock appointment. So first I figure out which time slot. Then I'm going to go to the day that will work. So they say – and then I say, well, I've got 7 o'clock available p.m. on Thursday or the following Monday be better. I'm giving them two choices, not three. So the more choices you give people, the harder it is to make a decision and it bakes in the cake. I got to think about it or we want to wait a couple of months. So that all of that is a disaster. So this is the thing that separates great agents, fearless agents from just agents. It will quadruple or quintuple your income for the year, no doubt, if you're great at this skill. So you cannot have an awkward pause. So that's the secret. So if you are always prospecting from 9 a.m. to noon, you're always eating lunch at noon, you're always either prospecting from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. or you're on a listing appointment, you're always eating dinner at 5, and you're always either prospecting from, let's say, 6 till 8 or you're on a listing appointment maybe till 10, Um that's the maximum dollars per hour. You, you've maxed out the dollars per hour you can do based on the schedule. Now it's about the skills. So Fearless Agent is about the right skills, the right schedule, the right systems, and it is a system too. And uh, once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. And again, if you're an owner that w- would like to recruit producing agents at amazing levels. Go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch our video there. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to your podcast. And until next week, do what we always do. We always have fun. Also, be humble when you have the new skill. But most of all, gang, be fearless. Thanks. Thanks.